I'm Lauren from Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a Marvel Universe fan show, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other incredible geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Welcome to episode 270 of Better Podcasting. On this show, we acknowledge the personal side to overhauling your podcast. In this week's Better Podcasting download, we get interactive with podcasting at CES. And finally, in this week's Better Podback, we get some updates on previous episode topics from our audience. Lauren, start the show now. This is Better Podcasting. We are hobby podcasters through and through, just like you. That's why we are different. We minimize the money talk so that you can focus on building a better podcast. Welcome to an all new episode of Better Podcasting. I am Steven and with me, of course, is the fantastic SP. How is everybody doing right now while you're listening? How is everybody doing? Let us know. Get, come back to us. Yeah, give us some feedback on our Discord server, on Mastodon, on Twitter, you know, wherever we are. Go ahead right now. Give us some feedback. How are you doing? Because we want to know. And hey, if you happen to be somebody who is with our live stream right now, please let us know in our chat room. Because if you didn't know this, we do stream our show live on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific. That's 7 p.m. Eastern over on geeks.live. We'd love to have you over there while we do stream. A lot of people who watch us live, they say that they really enjoy it because they watch us make all sorts of mistakes and then they laugh at us and then they, they criticize us and then they make us cry. They say they get great enjoyment out of that. Well, let's be fair. You don't have to watch us live in order to make fun of us and laugh at us and make us cry. <laughs> That's a fair point. But yes, we would love to have you watch or listen when we do stream live on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. And hey, if you didn't know this, last week we had a fun episode where we talked about keeping the passion in your podcast. And we're going to kind of carry on a little bit with us today Last week, we discussed starting and keeping the passion in your podcast. And during that conversation, we talked about how sometimes you may lose the passion for your podcast. And sadly, as we stated, this might mean it's time to give up on your show. And it's true that you should be considering the end of your podcast from the moment you plan your first episode and then every year or season, if you do that, after that. This episode right now is not going to go down that path. Instead, we have another path for you to consider rather than closing your show down. What if you don't want to give up on your show? Instead, keep it, but refresh it entirely by overhauling your podcast. Now, however you want to view it, you can use the words overhaul, rebrand, update, refresh, retool, improve, etc. Any of those words. Changing your podcast can have so many benefits to include keeping that passion for your show that we discussed last week and through keeping that passion, keep your show going. So today we want to take some time and talk about the idea of overhauling your podcast in case you have you found yourself in that situation. A podcast is such a personal thing. It's personal to you as the podcaster. You have all your blood, sweat, and tears in the show. 
You have your opinions. They're very personal. Your viewpoints, they're very personal. What you consider important, that is what's bringing the passion to your podcast. Your podcast is basically completely your essence on a topic. And for the listener, it's also personal. It's a forged relationship between the listener and your podcast. It's an expectation to get together once a week or whenever you regularly publish your show. It's a personal interest for the listener or why else would they be consuming your content? They're interested in what you're having to say, the topic. Your listener has found value in your show and there's a high probability that they have internalized it and made it personal. Now, there's no doubt a podcast is personal to those that create it and those that consume it. So overhauling a podcast can be an emotional event for all involved. You should probably give it some really thorough thought before going through with whatever change that you're considering. So with that, let's start discussing some of the considerations about overhauling your podcast. Yeah, before you get into the idea of overhauling, you should think about what does overhauling mean for your specific podcast? It's essentially, what extent do you want to overhaul your podcast? Overhauling it can be as simple as a surface level refresh, such as giving your home a fresh set of paint, maybe some new countertops, or it could be a real in-depth change to your podcast, such as a major renovation, maybe even rearranging the layout of your house, knocking down some walls, changing some of the home foundation. It can be any of these things for your podcast. So you should start off by trying to understand what level of overhaul you think you need to do for your podcast. Are you looking for a, a refresh on the surface with things like artwork and sound design? Or are you looking more on the major change, such as possibly changing hosts, changing the format, maybe even changing the entire way that the podcast is delivered to some other form of content, maybe through YouTube videos or TikTok content, who knows? These are things that you should start off by trying to identify. And we want to run through some of the thoughts that we think you might have in order to help identify this. And first, consider what was the original goal of your podcast? Think way, way back to when you first decided to start your podcast. What was the goal that you established for your podcast? Do you want to keep that goal? Or do you think it needs a change or maybe a complete rewrite? Are you still liking the overall core content and makeup of your podcast, but you find that the podcast feels a little bit stale? This might mean you're more in that fresh coat of paint and new countertops aspect, or you might end up being somewhere in the middle between these two things. You might be finding that you've got the right components for your podcast, but it's just not feeling like it's landing the way that you want anymore. So you might need to look to shake things up a little bit, such as shaking up the release schedule or changing the main focal point of the podcast. So you're still covering a lot of the same things, but your focus is more on something else. Aspie, I know you had a really interesting way that you actually did this on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, when we first took over Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., the format was basically set and was set by another podcast that everybody involved had been listening to. So we kind of copied that. We talked about that a couple episodes ago on this show. But what had happened is we had structured it where we would talk about the news first about the Marvel Universe. 
the screen Marvel Universe, and then we would go into the main topic of what we were actually talking about. Now, in talking to various listeners of the show, and this was not just one, this was several listeners of the show, they came back with the feedback that just get to it. Now, we think about, we hear about this all the time with like YouTube videos. When you go to a YouTube video anymore, you want to see and hear what you want to see and hear from that right from the get-go. You don't want to wade through a lot of stuff and then finally get to where you want to be. And that feedback came through with Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. where we wanted to actually move that main topic discussion of whatever TV show or movie that we were talking about to the beginning of the show and then handle the news point afterwards. We didn't get rid of either segment. We did revamp both segments over time, but each segment stays where it's at. And it's basically the first two segments of the show. And that's been the way it has been for, I don't know, seven or eight years now on the show. But we had to make that change in order to keep several listeners to our show. Now, once you have settled on what you want to do or keep doing on your show, what is going to be best to achieve that goal? Remember, you took a look at the goals of your podcast and did you want to keep it or change it? So you now have a goal and how are you going to best achieve that? And how are any of the changes you make going to impact other aspects of your show? We feel like it's helpful to create a list of what you want to achieve and try to chart out how you think the changes might impact other areas of your show and how will these changes help you achieve your desired outcome, your goals for your show. Since you are a hobby podcaster as well, you may want to consider your personal well-being and time available and ask yourself, what is a realistic target for this overhaul? If it's mostly the surface overhaul, as Steven said before, you probably can keep living in your house while you paint the room, get new countertops, maybe even get some new fold, uh, flooring or molding. Or shall we say you can probably keep operating your podcast as it stands while you work on the surface refresh offline. And perhaps you implement these smaller changes one at a time when you are done with them instead of waiting to change everything all at once. But if it's a major overhaul, you may need to consider moving out of the house for a bit to allow meaningful change for a happen. You know, get that storage pod, get that storage shed and put all your stuff into it and go move into a temporary housing, a VRBO or a hotel or something like that and get the work done before you move back. In the case of the podcast, you may have to put it on hiatus, plan for that break, or change your planned release to accommodate for the work. So while you go through your list of ideas, perhaps consider giving them waiting. Ask yourself, what is the highest priority and how much time is that going to take you? As a hobbyist, some of your desired changes may have to get cut because you're just not going to have the resources in order to do that. You might not have the time or the money to implement everything you want to change. So it's important to focus on the higher priority changes first, and that's why you need to weight all the changes and give them priority as you're going through it. Now, remember, your podcast is your personality, and as a hobby podcaster, you need to remember you have other important things to do in life. You want to keep having fun with your podcast. So we would encourage you to be realistic with your ambitions as you're considering your overhaul. 
Now let's talk about some of the specific areas that we think you might want to consider overhauling for your podcast. Let's kick it off talking about the length of your podcast. Are you feeling like your podcast is maybe a little too long? Or maybe you're feeling like you're having to jam everything into your podcast? Is there something that you feel might be a little more enjoyable about your podcast if you change the length of your podcast? Changing the length of your podcast can allow your show to have a different feel as it's presented a little bit differently. For example, you might currently do a podcast that consists of a few different components over a longer uh, amount of time. You might want to think about shortening that podcast and splitting up those different segments or those different components to multiple episodes. You're going to be talking about a lot of the same things, but it's going to have a different feel if it's one segment or one component per episode. And speaking of segments, this might be something that you want to make a change of in your podcast. If you've got a podcast where it's divided into different segments, you may want to keep the core content the same, but present it differently by changing up the segments. We've all seen this before on different late night shows or morning shows where they're basically covering the same thing, but they're going to come out with a fresh segment that has a little bit different twist to it. It's the same idea with your podcast. It might just be a way to freshen it up, still cover the same core content, but in a little bit different manner. Or maybe it's entirely different of wanting to actually add segments to your podcast. A lot of hobby podcasters start off because they go, I want to create a podcast. It sounds like a ton of fun. So they get in and they they get behind the mic, but they don't put a lot of forethought into what the show's going to look like long time. So it almost ends up being a bit of a mess or a little bit of a ramble cast as far as what they're presenting, not a lot of structure. Well, after some time goes on, they might want to freshen it up by adding a little more structure to the podcast by creating a little bit of segments per podcast. This is something that can help you refine your presentation a little bit if you are somebody who doesn't have any segments right now. And this can apply in a variety of different ways. I say segments, but it could just be different chapters of your podcast. So it might be something that you are are kind of dividing your individual episodes up into different themes throughout the episode. So instead of just talking the whole hour, if you do an hour podcast of a bunch of different topics, you shuffle it around. So there's basically three different acts or something like that, that have a bit of a different feel to them. So glad you mentioned chapters and acts because these same comments apply to audio dramas and tabletop playthrough podcasts as well, the length and the segments. You can change things up. Yes, you're trying to tell a story, but you can change how you present that story and you can change that into multiple different episodes, you know, cut up your actual recording time into smaller ones. You'll have to maybe insert some intros and outros in there. But yes, these also apply to audio dramas and playthrough podcasts. The next consideration that we want to talk about in the overhaul is your release schedule or something I coined, I guess, for this is publishing pace. This is something that we've personally found out ourselves experimenting with over the recent years. We started Better Podcasting on a weekly release schedule in 2015, but a couple years back, we decided, it was 2020 actually, and it was before the pandemic, we decided that we wanted to change it to bi-weekly to allow us to do the Better Podcasting live chats on the opposite weeks. When we returned to the Better Podcasting main show after our hiatus, 
we decided we wanted to change back to a weekly release schedule with a seasonal format. There are a variety of specific reasons that we decided to do this, pretty much all of which we have openly shared on the podcast. But the bottom line for us was that we felt we needed a change. And we felt the change would help us enjoy the podcast more and at the same time be more reflective of how we felt we were interested in covering podcast content at the time. Now, whether you're going from or to different publishing schedules, just know that there are a variety of different ways to go about this. There's no right or wrong answer overall, only what's right for you. And what am I talking about there? Weekly release schedule, bi-weekly release schedule, monthly release schedule, publish it whenever the content is ready, publish it once a year, you know, uh, get a whole season out in one specific block. I still don't recommend doing that, but I know a lot of people do that. So yes, there's a variety of different ways and yes, no right or wrong answer overall, only what's right for you. Uh, Steven, this next one is perhaps the most personal consideration of all. Absolutely. And this is because you may want to consider changing up your hosts, perhaps maybe adding new hosts or adding hosts to your show. Like maybe you have two now and you want to add a third. Since the core of a podcast is information that's shared orally with other people, this is a major change that you need to consider. This is as personal as you can get in regards to a podcast, because these are the people that are delivering that information to your audience. However, it's a change that could be needed for a variety of different reasons. Maybe it's a host's desire to leave. It could be an incompatibility between the hosts. Could be that maybe you don't trust a host anymore. Or there could be other factors like off-podcast activities, which are just really incompatible with the podcast. This is not a change to be taken lightly, but it could be something that is necessary to keep meeting your overall podcast goals. If you are thinking about overhauling your podcast with new hosts, you really should consider that this is probably going to be one of the most drastic changes that you can make for your audience. And this is because they're used to a group of people delivering something together in a certain way, whether that's banter or style or even their opinions. And once you remove one of those opinions, the whole dynamic changes. So it will be something that your audience will likely find a little jarring at first. The next consideration of overhauling your podcast is the style of the show. Every podcast has its own flavor, and you may feel you want to rework the style of your podcast, that flavor of your podcast. For example, you can change from one tone to another. This is sometimes host delivery style. Other times it might be presentation based, such as the production elements, intro, bumpers, etc. Often it's both. It could be the show's sound design. How can a show sound design change the style? Well, imagine your favorite TV series sitcom. Could be Friends, Frasier, Last Man Standing, Cheers, How You Met Your Mother, The Office, The Big Bang Theory, That 70s Show. You get the idea. Whatever your favorite sitcom show is, just imagine that peppy intro theme and background laugh track being replaced by a suspense horror sound design. or a cop lawyer procedural sound design, boom, boom, you know, that sort of thing, or a superhero action film sound design. Just imagine that it would change the whole dynamic of the show, just changing the sound design of it. 
And you probably want to change your sound design to fit whatever style show you have to include audio dramas and tabletop gaming shows. But there are no set rules, so just use what works for you. And we are talking about sound design and the entire style right there. Just use what works for you, what comes easiest to you. Be yourself, be your own person out there, and make sure that the style of the show is reflective of that. It's going to make you the most passionate about the show. It's going to make you want to come back week to week. But if you need to change the style, you need to change the style. The next thing we want to talk about is the idea of changing your main focal topic. Now, while we get into this, let's just start off by addressing the element elephant in the room. If you are making too much of a change to your podcast, you may be better suited to start a new show. Say, for example, we wanted to make this the Better Podcasting Smart Home Podcast, where we called our show Better Podcasting and we talked about smart homes. It would be a weird name to have for a smart home podcast, or maybe it was the Better Podcasting Space Exploration Podcast, where we talked about space stuff, but we still called our podcast Better Podcasting. Again, rather silly of a name. We might be better suited to start off with better spacing or better smart homing. That, that, that might be a better way to go rather than actually changing this podcast into covering those topics. But the other side of it is that if we were to suddenly transfer into talking about these topics, we'd be pretty confident that our audience would probably not want to hear those type of things. At least a good portion would not because they came to listen to us talk about podcasting stuff from the hobbyist perspective. So if you are looking to make a change to the main topic, you should consider, is it still within the realm of what your audience might be in and what your podcast name is? There are lots of hobbyists that have done this, and there's a lot of hobbyists that have, have climbed that uphill climb to switch topics, do a 180 and change topics entirely because they've already established their podcast, established their brand, and they have a little bit more of a generic brand name. You can do it, but just be aware that it's one of the harder things for you to do because your audience is coming expecting you to hear a certain topic. Yeah, I was listening to a friend of ours podcast, Beef. He did a couple of podcasts. I'm not sure exactly which podcast it is. It was either the Expansive OPA on The Expanse, or it was his podcast on the HBO show that just got canceled. One of the two. But he changed the show to cover his exploits that were looking at abandoned buildings and properties and stuff like that. And he apologized to everybody and he said, this is just what's going on in my life. So I'm just going to change it now. And it was probably jarring for a lot of people. So uh, Beef is very passionate about all those topics, but it is a little bit jarring for a listener to have to go through that. Another category that we want to talk about is artwork. Good artwork is generally the hallmark of a show. You think of a show, you think of it in terms of its logo, because that's what you're looking at all the time when you're pressing play or when you go to the website. But if you haven't found that right balance between what the show is about and the logo, or if the logo is done by me with finger painting, you probably want to update your artwork anyway. But unless you have that good balance, you're probably going to want to update it. And unless your show is already a hit, changing the artwork to something that better represents your show might make for better discoverability when a potential listener is searching for the show in whatever podcast directory they're looking at. 
Unless you are a digital artist, this step might take time and money, but can make you at least feel a little bit better about your show and might help bring some of that passion back. Then again, your current artwork might have some personal value associated with it. If such like a dear friend or a family member made it, changing the artwork might feel like a betrayal. As a matter of fact, changing anything about the podcast might feel like a betrayal. But even if you are attached to it, you might want to overhaul it if it fits your show and the goals of your show better. If another piece of artwork better represents the show that, I don't know, Stephen, you look at, you're looking at a bunch of shows on a different topic and you're like, hey, that one looks cool. You might press on it because it looks cool and it represents the topic. But if it doesn't represent the topic at all, you're like, why should I listen to this show? So yeah, it might be a step in the right direction. Another area you might consider overhauling is video. Let's bring the video discussion up here because it's very relevant in the year 2023. You might want to think about starting video if this is something that you're not doing already. Many podcasters that are hobbyists that we've talked to have expressed interest in adding a video component to their podcast. Now, we've discussed this at length in the past, so we won't get into all the nitty gritty details, but we just want to mention it now that this is something that people have done that we have known, including ourselves. They've introduced a, a video component to the podcast to sort of overhaul it and give themselves a little bit more enjoyment. But we want to also pump the brakes and give you a reality check here that it can be a lot more expensive to do, can be a lot more time and a lot more work. So this is something that you want to be sure you're really interested in doing before you start down the path of adding video to your podcast. But if you're already doing a video podcast, maybe this is something that you are looking just to update. Maybe you want to make the production side of your video podcast easier. This could be simplifying what you've got, which is maybe overhauling the final presentation of your video. You might be somebody who right now is putting out a video component and you're really happy with the final polished product, but you're looking at it and you're like, you know what? My audio podcast is getting significantly more downloads than my video podcast. Why am I spending so much time editing this video when I know it's a lot more difficult? You might want to just accept the fact that you need your video component to not be as polished and needs to be a little bit more raw and you're going to just back off the production or maybe it's the opposite. You go. I really like the video side of things. That really gets my creative juices flowing. I want to get more advanced. So you go from something like using StreamYard or a simple service to something more advanced like OBS. This is, this is another option. And now that video product is going to be a lot different than what it was before. So just make sure that when you are looking at these updates, you think to yourself, what is most important to me with my podcast? Is it my audio? Is it my video? And how does that priority fit into this? Because we want to say again, when you do video, it can be a real time sink. So you need to be prepared for that. And if your audio is more important to you, you might not want to jump in feet first to that more advanced video. <laughs> The last area we want to mention is one that might not initially come to your mind, but if you're a gearhead like us, then you might want to consider it overhauling your studio or your audio gear. Let's face it, this is your hobby. A part of your hobby might just be the love for how you podcast. 
Stephen has said many times on Better Podcasting, this is basically he, how he fell into podcasting. He loved doing the video stuff, but that wasn't practical at the time. And podcasts gave him that avenue, that creative avenue to go ahead and produce something. It was an easy switch for him because it was all about how of doing a podcast and the associated gear and production fund. It was easy to translate. And Jason, on the latest Better Podcasting Chats with SP episode, number 24, and Jason is from the Smoking and Drinking in Space and Smoking and Drinking in Capes, he said that was part of his reason to podcast as well. I'll bet you probably about a third to a half of the people listening to this right now are thinking, yeah, I like the gear side. I like the production side. And that's why I'm listening to your show. So it is a consideration if you're going to overhaul your podcast to look at if you're going to overhaul your studio and gear, I would encourage you to keep focusing on the content and try to either keep the content as good or better as you go forward. Because the gear is just the way to make that content. It is not the end all of actually doing a podcast, but it's fun for people like us. All right. So once you've decided what you're going to do for the overhaul, you should ask yourself, how do you plan to bring the audience into this? Stephen, how? Yeah, this is an important thing for you to consider because too much change can be jarring for the audience, as we've mentioned a few times throughout this. But other times, the change might just be refreshing. Have you ever watched a TV show and noticed they made some form of change and you go, wow, I really like that new something. Maybe it's a new intro. Maybe it's it's not as annoying as a laugh track that SP mentioned. But you, you notice it and you think, I, I like this thing. Or opposite, have you ever been watching something and you've gone, why did they change the show to focus around this new character that they introduced rather than Eric Foreman? Eric Foreman was the show. These, this is, you don't want to be in the ladder camp, basically. Sorry, that's a, that's a, a, a pent up frustration by me of 20 years. So I hit the, uh, the, the nail on the head with you when I mentioned that 70s show earlier, didn't I? Absolutely. Yeah. If it is something that's a simple on the surface change, maybe like changing an audio element or maybe just making a little bit of a, a, an order change for your podcast, you might just want to roll it out. But if you are just going to simply roll it out without a, a, a lot of fanfare or acknowledgement, feel free to celebrate it somewhere, even if it's just at the end of your show and you go, hey, we hope you like the new sound to the podcast. This will at least let the listener know that they're not going crazy, that they did notice something is new and it's absolutely new. So feel free to celebrate it a little bit. But if it's a major change, you might want to do a little bit more of a lead up so that the audience can expect this change. This will give you an opportunity to do some form of promotion if you're leading up to the change. But at the very least, you're going to hopefully not make the audience suddenly at a loss of why is SP no longer on better podcasting, which, by the way, would not be the case. It would be me first. Let's be honest. We would give the listeners what they want. <laughs> In either case, try to set yourself a realistic target based on everything we talked about and give yourself a deadline. Otherwise, you might find yourself in a place of perpetual planning where you don't ever get your ideas off the ground or perpetual work where you're like, this just isn't perfect. I just don't want to implement this. Go ahead, implement it. And your audience will tell you if they like it or not. And lastly, we need to talk about how will you know if this is a success? 
as you plan, consider this question. At work, you never go into something without that performance metrics, right? How are we going to measure the return on investment or how are we going to measure how well we're doing with this? Same with a podcast. It can be helpful to establish those success indicators up front, but we would encourage you to make sure that one of them is whether the overall has made your hobby podcast more fun for you. And does it still reflect who you are? Remember, we're talking about how personal podcast is to you as a podcaster. And you probably create your current layout based on your own personal feelings and interests at the time. If you overhaul the podcast away from these things, it may no longer be a reflection of you and in turn become less fun for you. And then you're going to be in the same boat where you're going to want to quit overall. And that may be where you need to go eventually. But we're trying to help you create a better, more fun podcast. And we hope that everything that we've said so far has resonated with you. If you have something that we have not discussed today about overhauling your podcast as it is personal to you, please let us know. We'd love to add it onto our future shows and talk about how we either missed the boat or we hit something on the head or just something needed to be added. And we did have a couple of folks in our Discord server give us a bit of an idea on how they overhauled their podcast. And we'll start off with one that's uh, a, it's a hard one to say because it's a, it's a big thing that happened. And, and this was to Randy Walker. He said, yes, after a co-host died, we switched formats. Originally, the show started with a discussion of some recent tech news stories, then interview with the guest. Shows would be an hour to an hour and a half. half. Now it's just interview and shows are around 45 minutes long. Also, no long intro anymore. It was around four minutes and had a bunch of celebrity drops. So that was Randy's experience and obviously a pretty difficult situation, a pretty traumatic situation that caused the format to be changed. We also had Damien comment and he gave us quite a bit of information, which I will turn over to the better podcasting resident reader to read. Yes, a few times. The first time was when we decided we wanted to be more serious about quality and got rid of the Yeti and got an Zoom H6 with all individual microphones. All Yeti recorded episodes are buried out back with old Yeller. So that was a pretty thorough overhaul and was branded as it is a full relaunch. We sort of overhauled in the way of our audio production style, and it has changed to be less off-topic conversations and more emphasis on story and sound design. We even went back and re-edited old episodes when I had the time for that and was branded as remastering for old episodes. It's not directly the podcast, but we are in the process of overhauling our website, removing from Squarespace to Webflow, which has meant completely redoing everything and learning how to get what we want out of the platform. It has given us a lot more control over things and feels 100% worth it now that we're about done. It almost is ready to move to live, to live, not live, live. I'm working on fixing some mobile stuff and filling in old content. Yes, Damien, switching websites is very painful, especially if you have a huge backlog of posts to bring over. I know another podcast that has 500 episodes. They started up a new website because they were kicked off their old website. They still don't have all their episodes up, which is kind of sad, but at the same time, they kind of know what the older websites or older episode uh, play rate was. And 
They're not losing a lot, but it's still kind of sad that those aren't available. And the website can be an aspect that really does tie into your podcast. So I'm glad Damien mentioned this because there are some podcasts that that rely on external content like the website or have a big part of contributing to the podcast. And so switching something up like the website can be in the similar vein to people who are just adding video to their show because it's another creative endeavor that they want to do. Websites can be the same thing or building a community. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Thanks, Damien, for keeping us on track. As SP said, we'd love to hear from you. Please get in touch with us through any of the ways. And if you go to betterpodcasting.com slash contact, you can find a bunch of our contact information there. As well, our Discord server is where we have lots of conversations at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. And while you are in there, we would love to know a little bit about how your personal podcasting experience or your podcasting personality or just your general personality has affected your editing choices for your podcast. Because this is what we're going to talk about next week, because we both are of the opinion that your editing choices and each person's editing choices are are quite driven by somebody's individual personality or skill set. And we want to go through that next week. So we'd love to know a little bit about your thoughts on that topic so we can include your thoughts in next week's episode. This is the Better Podcasting Download. We just got done with observing CES. That's the Consumer Electronics Show. It's the first week of January every year. And we have pretty much completed our coverage of it in terms of the media, right? And we didn't cover it much here on Better Podcasting, if at all. We covered it a little bit on the Gonna Geek Show. But there was this outlet called Digiday, which I have not heard of yet. So if it's big and I just stumbled across it now, my apologies. But Digiday had an article and it said, at CES 2023, agencies outline progress and potential around the metaverse, podcasting, and sustainability. So I'm like, oh, podcasting. So I read into it and what had happened is there was a session between SiriusXM executives and... Uh, Dentsu, which has experimented with different ad formats and content creators about the future of podcasting. Granted, you're talking about professional podcasting and ad revenue and stuff like that. But I was intrigued because they all said that, hey, the future of podcasting might be immersive content. I was like, hmm, immersive content. What, what is that? Well, it could be something like choose your own adventure. It could be something like experiences as smart speakers, connected cars and spatial audio get a little bit better. And it can be combined with video content to make podcasts more interactive. And they basically said, I think we haven't even scratched the surface of where the impact of audio storytelling can go in this new immersive environment. Audio is growing and driving a ton of growth through connected cars obviously through smart speakers and even through mobile phones, which brings up a lot of things. First of all, we know that there is a lot of experimentation in podcasting now. And we also know because it's now big business, there's a lot of drive for monetization in podcasting. You're talking about boosting blockchains, paywalls, exclusive contracts, advertising revenue, talking about the exclusive contracts and paywalling. We've also seen in recent days that some of those original Spotify exclusive content 
uh, contracts are starting to expire. And it'll be really interesting what Spotify keeps and what Spotify lets go. So far, the big news has been all the shows that they let go. The big one coming up is Joe Rogan. So we'll see what Joe Rogan does later this year. But there's other things going on looking at the monetization of podcasting. And now they're talking about the new innovations like immersive content, interactive content. And above all, you need to just follow where the listeners are and what the listeners want, that sort of thing. So there are innovations going on within podcasting. There are companies willing to try different things. And as a hobby podcaster, it's interesting taking a look at this because some of it might just become mainstream. I mean, there's the podcasting 2.0 out there and there is uh, new tags that can be available out there for the RSS. And as more and more people adopt it, there can be more and more possibilities with the podcast. So it's interesting taking a look at this. And then what we're going to do is to maintain our looks and see how it applies to hobby podcasting. And Stephen, I know you've got a few thoughts off the top of your head right now about all this. So I'm interested in hearing them. Yeah, I think this whole idea of, you know, the next evolution of podcasting, or in this case, a more immersive environment, it's going to come down to money. That That's what it's going to be. And the reason why I personally feel that way is because we're now seeing the exit of a lot of big money that came into podcasting as it currently stands. We saw a lot of companies sink a lot of money very quickly into podcasting. And like you said, they're, they're now starting to pack up a little bit and, and take their money elsewhere or cut back to a degree. And I think that to me is a telling tells tale sign, which is not surprising because a lot of us that have been podcasting for a long time theorize this, that they came in, jumped in feet first without fully understanding what podcasting was or what the environment was. But I think you also have to acknowledge that where podcasting started people's attention spans, the external factors to what people are looking for in content, it is it has evolved so much from where that was. So when we're looking at what the future of podcasting is, I think these sort of factors might be driven a little bit by money. So if there is a form of immersive content or an immersive environment that will help drive that revenue, that might shift what podcasting is in order to incorporate that thing. I don't know what that thing is. Uh, it's not something I'm interested in developing until somebody does it and then the industry shifts. But I think that that might be something that does drive a bit of a shift because we saw that happen. Once big money came in to podcasting, it shifted what podcasting was or what people consider to be podcasting. So I can only imagine that will be what drives this immersive environment will be money. It's interesting that you pointed out that you might not be interested in changing anything because I was thinking about that myself as a hobby podcaster. Am I going to really have the time that it's going to take in order to develop something new? In my case, no. In your case, I don't think so. We might have some ideas, but we're just not going to take the time to go ahead and do it. It's just not important enough in our lives to cut out so much other stuff to go ahead and do it or maybe even you know get some venture capital and then go off on our own with our own company and, and make it happen it's just not going to happen with the two of us but i was thinking it might happen with somebody else somebody else might look at 
some of these innovations as a opportunity that they can eventually earn money from. It's all going to come down to money, right? That they can earn money from and make an innovation that's not going to come from one of these big companies. It's going to come from a startup that might get bought out, but it's come from going to come from a startup that makes sense going forward. So there is still space if you want to get in on the quote-unquote ground floor of the next evolution of podcasting. I think now is a great time to do it as some of these other companies are scaling back and trying to figure out how to monetize for the future. Again, we're not against monetizing podcasting. It's just that we are not going to go. That's not our passion. That's not where we're going to go. So it's not our drive to go do any of that. But I could see how some drive is going to affect how we ultimately distribute our show. Now, the the same concepts are going to be out there for us to record the show. We're going to connect somewhere because we're geographically separated, you and I. We're going to connect somehow. We're going to record it, and then we're going to publish it somehow. Now, how that all happens, though, is going to be an effect of what's available. And what's going to be available is what's going to be there because there's money into it. So I'm excited to see what innovative people then bring to this table in the next year or two. It might be in the next few months. Who knows how fast things develop. But I'm thinking in the next couple of years, we're going to see the next evolution of podcasting. It's going to be some of this stuff. I don't know what's going to catch on, but something is. That that's one of the things I really love about about being a hobby podcaster is to be able to just actively say to yourself, I'm spending money to do my hobby because I have fun doing my hobby and I'm not going to sit here and try to worry about making money, which means that as people are experimenting with these trends, I don't need to worry about spending a bunch of time investing in a trend that might flop. If you're making money with your podcast, you might need to be on the cutting edge of this stuff to keep relevant and to be able to possibly make some money. And we've seen so much of that since we even started Better Podcasting, where there's this big trend that happens where all of a sudden everybody remember Clamor. Uh, people are sinking tons of time into this thing that goes nowhere and fails. But as a hobby podcaster, we can go, man, that's that's too much time for me. No, thanks. Right. So we'll see what applies to hobby podcasting as we go forward. And it'll just be interesting how we adapt our shows to take all that stuff into account. There's stuff, some stuff that we're like, eh, doesn't really matter to us or apply to us. And there's some stuff that we're like, hey, we want to take a look at it. I will give you an example. Video Ninja. There was something that came along. It was called something else at the time, but it became Video, Video Ninja that you were like, this is great. This is eons better than what we're doing with Skype at the time. And you jumped on board. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen unless somebody was there to innovate it. And that's the type of innovation that I'm looking at for the future for hobby podcasters. So come on over to our Discord server at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. We would love to have your thoughts over there. Let's go ahead and go to the Better Podback. This is where we here at Better Podcasting turn the show over to you as we run through some of your feedback. We call this segment Better Podback. I love it when the audience listens to me and we got some feedback. And and I think the, uh, the, the majority spoke and they said that I was right about 
syrup. Because last week in the episode, we made a little bit of a comment. SP decided that he was going to throw down the gauntlet. He was going to create some beef with me. And he was going to critique my syrup consumption. And we had some people comment about that, including in our Discord server, which was, I think, I think this is the person that we have to put on a pedestal here because his name is Waffles and he's from Play Comics. And he said to me on Discord, Syrup Gang Unite. So there you go, SP. We had several other people comment and they were all in the syrup camp. And for the record, I do enjoy syrup on waffles. I also enjoy strawberry jelly, which I think is a little bit better. That's the controversy here is that Steve and I don't always agree on everything. (laughs) And to those people that are saying it's maple syrup, have you ever had a Belgium waffle? Belgium waffles come with strawberry syrup people or strawberry jelly people. It's just the way it's done. What are you talking about? Have you ever had a Belgium waffle? that's it. Now you might like syrup better, but you've at least had a Belgium waffle. I'm sorry, but I, I got to even throw that at number three. The priority goes syrup. Then it goes strawberries and whipped cream. And then maybe, maybe if I am having a little bit of a morning hangover and still slightly intoxicated, then maybe I can get into your, your idea there. What are you talking about? That's every morning. You're Canadian. You drink beer every night. Anyway, yes, waffles. That was great. Also, we had Damien as we had the discussion on ads and uh, the ad clicker and skip buttons and everything like that. The ad blocker. Damien said, I don't run any ads myself. And I feel like I'm kind of in Steven's boat. I don't use an ad blocker and I kind of hate that they're a thing. I understand that some websites are absolutely horrible with ads. To me, that's just a website I don't go to. My problem with them is that they are often used to indirectly take away from the creators who put time and effort into creating the content that those people want to see. See it a lot with YouTubers as well. I'm of the mind that if I care about the content enough and I want it to keep coming, I either need to deal with the ads or pay for whatever premium access the creator uses to get it ad-free. And I actively do both. When it comes to YouTube, I've been a premium member ever since YouTube Red was rolled into Google Play All Access. From my understanding, a premium viewer is even worth more than an ad viewer, and I don't get YouTube ads in return. There are a couple of shows that I pay for access to their premium feeds to as well, and many others who run ads that I just sit through the 60 to 30 second break two to three times for my hour plus of content. I actually have to thank one of those ads for discovering the platform I'm rebuilding our podcast website onto. It was late enough after that they didn't get any direct credit because I started platform shopping months after their ad deal stopped, but it was thanks to that ad that I even knew it existed to look into. And I know there's a lot of deep thoughts and viewpoints for using an ad blocker or not. For the record, I do not use an ad blocker. Steven, I don't think you use an ad blocker either, but I'm not going to put you on the spot there. The point is that the content, the new concept that we were talking about last week was going to try to implement ad blocking through podcasts and then pay creators. And we didn't see how that last part was ever going to actually happen. So I just don't think that the ad blocker was going to be consistently used and perhaps even legally blocked because it 
was taking away money from these platforms and these platforms are needed for us to distribute our shows. So yeah, they need to make money. I acknowledge that, but I'm not sitting through my main point was I wasn't sitting through ads that were longer than the show itself. Not going to do that. Yeah. And, and I, I think the practical aspect of it, I've been thinking about this since last week that th there's going to be a lot of problems when it comes to like the, the host ad reads. So you know, how are those identified? I think that'll depend on some some user interaction. But let's go to our next comment. But before we get there, just a little word from our sponsors, SJ's 100% maple syrup. Perfect on your waffles. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Josh Liston ended up commenting another comment about the Roadcaster Pro 2. First, before we read this comment, I do actually want to say I love this ongoing Roadcaster 2 conversation. When the Roadcaster came out, it was such a slow burn as far as people getting their hands on it um, within our community because it was so new. There was a lot of hesitation. But with the Roadcaster Pro 2, it seems like people have just jumped in because of the Roadcaster Pro 1 success. And I just love the fact that that we're having so much ongoing learning as a community, which is part of why I like our Discord server. Yeah, Josh said... Roadcaster Pro 2 firmware update appears to have corrected the monitoring issues I was having, although the quality of the headphone amplifier and tone just isn't as clear as my pre-mix 6. I think this is a case where I just need to get over with. LOL. Yeah, I, I hear you on that as far as even the Roadcaster 1 goes, um, because there to me was always the preamp issue with the Roadcaster 1. But also, the live audio or the monitoring audio to me always was far worse than what actually came out at the other side when I grabbed those tracks. So I don't know. Maybe it's just low priority for them. I, I don't know. But I, I, I hear what you're saying, at least even on the one. And I'm a little disappointed to hear you say that it's on the two as well. Or maybe it's just you, Josh. It's just you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we know several people that have experienced it, including myself. And the firmware update he's uh, referring to, by the way, is 1.0.8, which I have yet to upgrade to. But I know he went in and he reported everything is fine and maybe a little bit better. So maybe I am duly late for updating mine. So that's going to take us towards the end of the show. Before we do, I want to I want to leave you with a thought. It's, it's a little bit of a sad thought, but take away take away this as as a caution for yourself or a way that you can maybe put a positive spin on things when you're talking with people in the future. Just want to say right now, I'm not going to give the details. This week, I pulled a video on our YouTube channel because although I've had a lot of positivity, a lot of personal people reach out and thank me for the video, there was perpetually these negative comments that would come onto the video. And I finally, finally had the straw that broke the camel's back. Got a negative one this week, and I just went, you know what? This video's been around for a few years. It's got a lot of eyes on it. It's got a lot of people who it's helped. There's other videos out there that are more relevant now. And I went, I don't need this negativity anymore. So I hid the video. I made it private. And that's the decision that I made right there and then. I did actually comment back before thinking that maybe the comment would go through the whole reply system and, and feed in. And and I, I actually told the person that, hey, your comment is what's made me pull this video. So I, I wanted to express that so that they did know that. And I hope that uh, maybe the next time they think a little bit better about how to, to pitch their feedback. I am somebody that advocates for feedback. I think feedback helps. 
I think the core critiques that came out of this video uh, are things that for me, I had recognized after posting it and thinking about it. So I, I'm not saying that the feedback was invalid, but it was how things were said. And so I just had had enough. And I said, you know what? This keeps coming up every month, maybe a couple times a month. Don't need that negativity anymore. So I didn't feel it needed to be on the internet anymore. And, and that's what I did. So I just wanted to share that. Hmm. Yeah, you can curate the comments on a YouTube video. But if you're having to do that time in and time out, that can grate on anybody. So you probably did the right thing. Yeah. So I just wanted to share because sometimes I, I, I know for me, myself, I have often thought, thought about this. Like, should I do this or should I leave it? Oh, what, what is it saying about me if I, if I give in? And for me, I just felt like it made more sense to, to delete it. So, well, unpublish it. So I, if you're at all thinking about this, I just want to say it's okay if, if you feel like you need to remove that for your own benefit and, and your own well-being. I know I could have disabled comments. I could have done a whole bunch of different things, but I just decided that this video has, has served its purpose. So I wanted to share that. All right. Thanks for sharing. SP, you do a couple other podcasts as well. And before we go, I want to mention them because one of them is the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast that we mentioned earlier, but the other is the Better Podcasting Chats with SP. If you didn't know this, SP does the Better Podcasting Chats SP where he interviews people and he talks about their history with podcasting. SP, where can people find that? You can find that at betterpodcasting.com. There is a tab in the upper right-hand corner that goes to all our shows, all three of the Better Podcasting shows, including Better Podcasting Chats with SP. And... The next episode out is Jason from Smoking and Drinking in Space. It's Better Podcasting Chats with SPS, episode number 24. And hitting on Randy's comments earlier, Jason also had to deal with a co-host that passed away. So I asked Jason if we could talk about it before we went ahead and recorded. He said, absolutely, let's cover this. I know it was hard for him to cover it, but if you've ever had to deal with that or uh, want to help somebody else out that's in that situation, Please listen to that show. It is very revealing what everything that had to do. And it wasn't just a co-host of Jason. It was a dear friend of decades. So that hit him pretty hard. If you have something like that that you'd like to share with fellow hobby podcasters and you're comfortable talking about it, please reach out to us through any of the ways. Podcast at betterpodcasting.com. Come to our Discord at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. But this is what I, I would personally ask of you if you're up for it why don't you send us a audio clip or if you can, a video clip, because we would love to share that with our audience, with fellow hobby podcasters. But I think it'd be best if you said the words and could share the story yourself. If you're not up to that, no worries. Just send us text. We'll read it out. But these things are things that to me really are helpful for hobby podcasters. Very personal too. So for episode number 270, of better podcasting. I'm Stephen John Drew saying the YouTube copyright gremlins got us again. Let's see if we can find the solution to those false flags. And I'm SP. We'll see everybody next time. Bye. See ya. Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew 
Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week.